Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happened on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information, as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you're interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. Today is May 26th. The year 2020 marked the 80th anniversary of the evacuation of more than 300,000 Allied soldiers from the beaches of Dunkirk, France, between May 26th and June 4th of 1940 during World War II. British, French, Canadian, and Belgian troops had been forced back to Dunkirk by the advancing German army. Nearly all the escape routes to the English Channel had been cut off. A terrible disaster had appeared inevitable. At the time, Prime Minister Winston Churchill called it a miracle of deliverance. On May 12, 1940, Adolf Hitler ordered the invasion of France, and by the 14th of May, German tanks had crossed the Meuse and had opened up a gap in the Allied front. Six days later, they reached the English Channel. The British, French, and Belgium governments had seriously underestimated the strength of the German forces. As a result, the British Expeditionary Force, the BEF, as well as the French, Canadian, and Belgian troops found themselves fighting against overwhelming odds. Before long, the Allied forces had retreated to the harbor and beaches of Dunkirk, where they were trapped, a sitting target for the Germans. In an effort to evacuate some of the troops just before 1900 on the 26th of May, Winston Churchill ordered the start of Operation Dynamo. This plan took its name from the Dynamo Room, which provided electricity in the naval headquarters below Dover Castle, where Vice Admiral Bertram Ramsey had planned the evacuation operation. Destroyers and transport ships were sent to evacuate the troops, but they only expected to have time to lift off about 30,000 troops. However, in one of the most widely debated and potentially pivotal decisions of all the war, Adolf Hitler ordered his generals to halt for three days, giving the Allies time to organize the evacuation. In the end, despite heavy fire from German fighter and bomber planes on the beaches, no full-scale German attack was launched and over 330,000 Allied troops were eventually rescued. The evacuation by was no means straightforward, but long, long the harbor... Before long, the harbor became partially blocked by ships sunk during the constant raids from enemy aircraft. It became necessary to take the troops off nearby beaches, an almost impossible task because of the shallow water, which prevented large ships from coming in close to the shore. Small ships were needed to ferry the troops from the beaches to the larger ships. 700 of these little ships were used. Many of the smaller vessels, such as motor yachts, fishing boats, etc., were privately owned. Although a large number of these ships were taken across the English Channel by naval personnel, many of which were also taken over by their civilian owners. It is thought that the smallest boat to make the journey across the channel was the Tamzine, an 18-foot open-top fishing boat now on display at the Imperial War Museum in London. The escape captured the minds and hearts of the British people at the time when it seemed that they too would be invaded. Well, it was actually a defeat. It appeared like a victory when so many men were brought back to safely to England, the miracle of Dunkirk. Between May 27th and June 4th, Nearly 700 ships brought over 338,000 people back to Britain, including more than 100,000 soldiers of the French army. All heavy equipment was abandoned and left in France, including over 2,000 pieces of artillery and 85,000 motor vehicles. Also left behind were more than 440 British tanks that had been sent to France with the BEF. The phrase Dunkirk Spirit is still in use today to describe British people banding together in the face of adversity. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was first published on May 26, 1896 by two financial reporters, Charles Dow and Edward Jones. 
At that time, the index followed the 12 largest companies in each sector of the U.S. stock market. The first published value of the Dow Jones 40.94 was calculated by taking the average market prices for those 12 companies. The index was a way for Dow and Jones to report the overall health of the stock market to investors. They had been working together in the company Dow Jones and Company since 1882, publishing the daily financial letter called the Customer's Afternoon Letter, which gave readers a recap of the day's stock prices and news. Later, the company published the Wall Street Journal. At the time, investors had little access to truthful and unbiased information about company financials. Companies often withheld or skewed certain information, leaving investors skeptical and timid. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was therefore necessary to build rapport with the stock market with investors. The 12 original companies that represented every segment of the market at the time, except railroads and transportation, were as follows. American Cotton Oil, American Sugar, American Tobacco, Chicago Gas, Distilling and Cattle Feeding, General Electric, Laclede Gas, National Lead, North American, Tennessee Coal and Iron, U.S. Leather, and United States Rubber. And in spite of security guards yelling and shouting things like, Hey, crazy man, get down here right now. A 27-year-old Queens man climbed the 1,350-foot tall World Trade Center South Tower on May 26 of 1977. George Willig, a toy maker and mountain climber, had designed gear to fit in the windows washer's tracks and spent three and a half hours making his ascent. He was given three summons and the NYPD filed a $250,000 lawsuit against him. They were afraid we might be dealing with a new sort of adventurer's club. But eventually, it was only fined $1.10 by Major Abraham Beam, a penny for each of the World Trade Center stories. Willig's younger brother, Steve, was one of the few people who helped him get ready, he told Sports Illustrated. The Port Authority cops were running around like chickens with no heads. Not one of them knew what to do. Then this guy came in and said, you're all under arrest, and they had us fill out his stack of forms. And then they had fingerprinted us three times, once for the city, once for the state, and once for the FBI. After that, they handcuffed Jerry and Ron to a safe, and Randy and I were handcuffed to a chair. Pretty soon they deduced I was George's brother, and they asked me, is George sane? Is he doing this for any political purposes? Is he going to wave signs or something? Is he doing this for a commercial reason? I told them that he was doing it for his own satisfaction, no other reason, and that he was as sane as I was, which I think confused them. Naturally, Willig's antics drew a huge crowd of spectators. According to WNBC4 at the time, around the 16th, 65th floor, the Port Authority sent cops down in the window washing bucket to try and get Willig, one officer, DeWitt Allen practiced his line, we have to stop meeting this way. My wife is going to get annoyed on the way down. But then ultimately decided it was easier to let Willig continue his climb than to try to maneuver him into the bucket. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I thank you for listening and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. ThePeopleHistory.com, the Dunkirk Evacuation at Historic-UK.com, Dow Jones at Investopedia.com, and George Willig at Gothamist.com. The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on Incompetech.com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing, as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.